Today is Tuesday, February 22nd. The title for our devotional is God's Example. As with love and goodness, God is our example of reconciliation. With the redundancy of imitating God throughout this campaign, I hope you are seeing the practical value of theology. Knowing God and knowing about God are good in and of themselves, but the knowledge of God should also come with life change. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Colossians 3.13 Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Ephesians 5.1 and 2 Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Luke 6.36 Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Jesus also teaches us to pray uh, in the Sermon on the Mountain, in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. The parable that Jesus tells in Matthew 18 makes this abundantly clear. We are to forgive and seek reconciliation, just like God does with us. Matthew 18, 21 to 35. I'm just going to read this, and we aren't going to make comments on it today. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. This fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Jesus teaches a similar concept in the parable of the prodigal son. If you're not familiar with the story, please take a moment to read the parable in Luke 15, 11 to 32. The younger son's request to have his share of the estate was a terrible offense to the father and the family. His squandering of the wealth was an even greater offense. Yet upon his return, the father runs to him and reconciles with him immediately, forgiving his offenses and accepting him into his good graces yet again. These are two of Jesus' more well-known parables that we often only read through the perspective of the one being forgiven. Yet, as we've seen above, Scripture also calls us to act like God in our forgiveness of one another. Perhaps reading these parables through the lens of the offended party rather than the offending party will help us see how we should forgive and pursue reconciliation with one another. Furthermore, forgiveness, mercy, and compassion are primary parts of God's character, as well as his justice. 
Exodus 34, 6-7 says, And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for their sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. In the cross, even, God's means of forgiveness given towards sinners, God also demonstrates his perfect justice. There is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood, as Hebrews 9.22 tells us. Yet God took the punishment upon himself by dying in our place, satisfying his just punishment for sin. Romans 3.23-25 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace, through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. So here God is our example of forgiveness, mercy, and compassion, as well as his commitment to justice. This has led Ked Sandy, the author of Peacemaker, or The Peacemaker, to say, every time you encounter a conflict, you you will inevitably show what you think of God. So God is our ultimate example of how we are to walk through conflict and seek reconciliation. For additional content, I invite you to read Luke 15, 11 to 32 in the parable of the prodigal son. For reflection, if you struggle with forgiving someone who has wronged you, it seems to me that the best thing to do is to consider how God has forgiven you. So spend a few moments reflecting on how God has forgiven you.